it's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. We are back with another episode of Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast, episode 96. We're creeping up on the hundo mark. Um, Unfortunately, though, just like I mentioned last week on the episode, I said I didn't like this week's gambling slate. And what happened? What happened? Uh, You did bad. I would say that I didn't do that bad. I mean, it was bound to happen. I was like, honestly, like I haven't had a bad week all year, and that it, that was bad. But I think you've had one. I think you've had one losing week, uh, and that was week three. I think that was both of our only losing weeks. Uh, this week just so happened that you went two and eight, and uh, yeah, it, it sucked. But as expected, I said I didn't like it. Jarrett was indifferent about it, but uh, we're still in the green on the year through seven weeks of football season. Uh, I do want to point out, though, so we last week we were down uh, 16.78 units on the week. We had four swing games apiece. Mine was Penn State, minus six and a half. They were up eight, blew that in the, with a minute left in the game. The Browns, minus three and a half. If Cody Parkey doesn't miss that fucking extra point, that wins. Jarrett had Cincy and SMU over 55 and a half. The total ended up being 55. Uh, and SMU had a couple turnover on downs late in the game. I don't know what they were thinking. And then Jarrett had the Falcons minus two and a half, which we all Don't even get me started on that game. Are you – The Lions like, scored as so time. First of all, time. I don't know if you watched that game, but like, top, like I thought I was fucked in the water. Like the top Falcons were driving on the field at the end of the game. We'll I'm talk about it. We'll talk about it. Okay. I'm yeah, I, I want to talk about that when we recap last week. But if those swing games go our way, we finish down 1.5 units instead of 16.7. So kind of crazy. That is like – that is the epitome of sports gambling. Like those swing games, like you talk about can like make or break a weekend. It just so happened that it broke our weekend. But it's the first time it's happened literally all year. Um, like I'll, I'll still take away I'm, – I'm still in the green – Sometimes you need a, a nice slice of humble pie. I was really confident last week. I kind of got, got brought, that, brought back down to earth, which needed to happen. So, you know? Yeah. I mean, it shit happens. It did cut our total units in half through football season, but we're still up 16.03, uh, so pretty solid. Our locks of the year, or lock of the week, I guess, through football season – up 11.3 units, so that's insane. Upsets uh, of the week through football, down four, so not so great. Down six on college football picks, thanks to Jarrett. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I'll, I, will, I will chime in on that one. Hand up, that's on me. Um, I've been horrible at college, and just a little foreshadowing, 
you're not gonna get a, you're not gonna get one college pick from me this weekend on on Degeneres Digest. It's all in good. Account. I'll make up for him. I almost had a full slate of college picks, but I have four. Um, but on NFL, we're up 22 units, so we are rolling the, in the dough on the NFL. So just a little gambling recap. Also, kicking off a little good luck charm. I think the last time we did a drink review, Jarrett did it. We did good that weekend gambling. I'm gonna do one this week. I got one too that I, I'm drinking something different that I haven't done on the pod. I did put it out on TikTok. Your t- your uh, screwball on Dr Pepper, I think, is what you are foreshadowing here. Yeah, definitely. That's what I that's what I'm doing. Uh, screwball peanut butter whiskey and diet Dr Pepper. If you're watching the calories, uh, it's really good, man. Like it's just, I mean, screwball is good on its own, but you mix it with a little bit of a of a cherry soda ish flavor, and it just it's very very delicious. I have got the new Coors Seltzers. Uh, not a lot. I don't see a lot of people drinking them, so I'm going to try them out. They black cherry, lemon lime, mango, and uh, grapefruit are the flavors. So pretty much your normal seltzer flavors. Yeah, your normal seltzer flavors. Nothing off the wall. But I'm going to go ahead and give black cherry a try uh, and see how it is. I do like black cherry and lemon lime. So here it goes. I mean, if you like black cherry seltzers, these are the way to go. Um, I did have a grapefruit one earlier, and I think the grapefruit white claws are better. And I had a lemon lime one just a second ago, and I also think that the lemon lime white claws are better. So, I mean, when black you, cherry black cherry competes. I will say that. I, I'm just gonna say, like, all these beer companies are trying to come out with their own version of seltzers. I mean. Once you had one, you had them all. Unless you're coming up with some like off the wall flavor, like you know, White Claw has the watermelon, um, Truly has the pineapple, the best pineapple one. I mean, but like other than that, like unless you're creating a new flavor, they all they're like one and the same in my opinion. Yeah, I think Bud Light had might have had the first one I saw, like the first strawberry yeah. one. So I mean, if unless you're gonna come out with a new flavor, don't even bother because it's. I mean, Coors. Coors is late to the game on everything. Like they're they're bottom tier brand. Like the only one who hasn't came out with them yet is fucking Miller. So, uh, yeah, because pretty much everything from three and Hunter Bush because it's the greatest ever. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it's decent. I mean, if you like seltzers and you're gonna pick up a basic variety pack, you might as well just say you've had them to try them. I, just to let you know, and if you guys do this, I saw something on TikTok earlier today where it's like a you download some app, like the Corona Seltzer like partner program app. You take a picture of your receipt, and they give you the money back for buying a 12-pack out of Seltzers. I saw the one that was for the Coors once. Uh, it's void in Missouri. Can't do it in Missouri. Cool. There's it's like 12 states that you can't do it in. Missouri is one of them. And then there's like 10 more that are like you can only get 50% off. So sick so fuck me right um, exactly uh probably because they know that people in missouri are gonna drink their alcohol regardless yeah but anywho let's go in talk about a little bit what we saw from week seven it's great in terms of games i think uh i just want to kick it off and say cody parkey i hate you all you gotta do is make one extra point and you win me money it's a big swing for me and it really hurt. At first, I used to laugh at him for the Bears kick. Now I actually hate him. 
Well, fuck that. I, I think that was, what, two years ago? I bet on the Bears in that playoff game and that when he had the double doink. When I called it. You did. <laughs> you called you, – what did you say that day? You said he was going to miss some, like, at, like field goal at the end. I said if the, if the game – I said, Cody Park, he sucks. If the game comes down to a game-winning field goal, they're going to miss it and it's going to be funny. Yeah. And it happened. The kid just – I don't know how he fucking has a job. Like, still. Like, it's, I don't it, know why they cut their old kicker for him. Who, who, who'd they have before that? Austin Siebert, who wasn't great. But, I mean, Cody Parkey's no gem either. I mean, kickers are a dime a dozen. Did you see that the Rams cut Sam Saloman today? I did because he also sucked. Yeah, he's horrible. I mean, he's a seventh-round pick. You know, the thing is, like, people just need to quit wasting draft picks on fucking kickers because they're a dime a fucking dozen. Like, seriously. Yeah, we'll pick one up. I mean, the, the old – the Battlehawks kicker in the XFL still hasn't been signed, and he was nails for the Battlehawks. Yeah. Uh, so. Shout out fucking Taylor Russellino, baby. Yep, that's the name. Couldn't think of it. Yeah. Um, but Cody Parkey sucks. Also, the Seahawks. I don't know what really happened with them, but uh, – Their defense Russell sucks. Wilson, that's what happened with them. The defense does suck, but Russell Wilson could have won the game. I don't know what that last throw was. I saw a tweet said when you press A too many times in Madden. <laughs> or hiked the ball like he hiked it and threw it immediately. Was that the game plan? Nobody was looking. I don't fucking know. I think he was trying to. So I think he was trying to fit it in the seam. Like I think there was supposed to be a seam route. I don't know if it was a misread by him or a a like because you know in those seam routes if you're like a half a step off left or right it's not going to fucking work. So. Maybe the receiver wasn't lined up correctly. I don't know. I think Everybody it was meant was to be looking. I meant – I think it was – well, quarterbacks throw fucking passes of receivers before they're looking all the time. That's not the issue. I think the issue is, is like, he didn't hit the seam or either Russ didn't hit the seam or the receiver didn't, didn't hit the seam. I refuse to believe that all three of those picks were on Russell Wilson on Sunday Night Football because, okay, the one – the lob that – That was horrible. That horrible. Buda Baker picked off – Jesus. If it wasn't for DK Metcalf, if it wasn't for DK Metcalf, that game's over before overtime. Yeah, I mean, that one, I don't remember his second pick, in all honesty. Can't remember. I watched the whole game. But regardless of the fact, I had a 10-team parlay, money line, and that was the only fucking game that didn't hit, and they blew a 10-point lead in five minutes. It was 100-to-1 odds, and I still want to throw up. Yep. So you had that, and I had a cool – 50 bucks on the, on the Falcons. And I mean, it's Falcons lions. Probably no one was watching it, but you know, if you didn't watch it, it was a pretty fucking shitty game. I had Falcons minus two on the day. Like I locked in early in the week and on the day of the game, it was just money line. So I was really fucking kicking myself in the ass whenever the Falcons were driving on the field, they're down 16, 14. All I do is really stop kicking, kick a field goal and win 17, 16. That's all I have to do. I'm like, fuck that. I want him to score a touchdown. Fuck that. I need a touchdown. And Todd Gurley <laughs> on some run because you know the Lions defense like let him in like that. I, no, he plowed through like two people, was breaking off a third tackle, and he saw it. Like, I don't know if you watched the replay slow motion. He looked and tried, tried to get back. Like, dude, just stick the ball behind you and let your body fall in the end zone. And, like, I don't know if it was a thing of he just wanted some yards or what. Because if you know, why are you even running that forceful through the defense? I don't know. Because – but 
I listened to um, Pat McAfee has AJ Hawk on his podcast and everyone knows AJ Hawk linebacker, shit like that. And he was like, he was the play caller on the Packers defense. And he said, we literally practice stuff like that in practice. Like if we knew that a team was going to score and we were going to lose the game, we would act like we're going to tackle somebody or act like we're going to try to, and then just let them go. Or he said, do like a defensive hole in the end zone or some shit like that. Just to let people, let someone score. So I think I honestly think that was a Matt Patricia genius level play call right there. Like act like we're gonna tackle him, let him go because he tried to stop. Because Gurley's done that before. But then yeah, a couple of years ago when Gurley slid down like the five yard line, everyone was pissed because they didn't cover the spread, and he said, "Fuck you guys," or "Fuck your fantasy points." Like I don't care. Yeah, they had all they do is kneel it out for the win. Yeah, exactly. But then as but, soon uh, as he scored, I was like. You gave Matt Stafford a whole fucking minute. No way in hell this is not going to be a disaster, and it was. So since we already talked about that, we're going to kind of veer off path because I want to mention my nominee for the Bill O'Brien of the Week Award, and it's the Falcons interim coach for not kneeling it. You don't even run an offensive play. You kneel it three times and you kick the field goal. I got I got Mike McCarthy just because I think he's lost total control of that locker room. No one wants to play for him. When Andy Dalton got fucking hit in the head and went out of the game, no one got pissed. Like there's you didn't see any offensive lineman jump up in that in that linebacker's face. Like I just feel like that that's a totally uninspired team. And he and he's the, that regardless of who's the quarterback, they're playing uninspired football. Okay, and I have one more, and it's Pete Carroll. I I know they're five and one. But at some point, you have to either, A, step up and do something about your defense because it's so bad. Like, I don't know if you have to request upper management to get some new somebody in there that can stop a damn anything. Well, I mean, they or, traded for Jamal Adams. Or, B, you got to quit passing the fucking ball inside the two-yard line. Yes, yeah, that's, that's – I mean, a lot – on both <laughs> – on both sides of the ball in that game, there was some horrible play calling. Cliff Kingsbury had some yeah. shitty fucking calls. When Arizona, oh, why are you going for it on fourth down whenever you're only down by a fucking by ten points in what was it the the first half? Whenever they, that that interception by Buda Baker was a thousand percent wasted because they went for it on fourth down. Take the fucking points. Like that game doesn't have to go to overtime if you just take the fucking points there. So yeah, <clears throat> I, I don't I mean, think either of those guys deserve it because those, I think it was just. A crazy game, and Seattle has a horrible. Lead. I'm not going to blame Pete Carroll for the defense because, at the end of the day, he hired he hired a defense coordinator to do that job, and he's apparently not- hired the wrong fucking one. Yeah, I mean seriously, but you traded for Jamal Adams. You should have a decent defense. You well, should. Jamal have- Adams hasn't been playing the last couple of weeks too. Yeah, he's hurt. Uh, but- I, I mean, he's just something's got to be done. Like even the it was third and two, chance to ice the game, and they run an outside zone play with Carlos Hyde like why don't you just jamming it up the middle to get two yards I don't know why you're taking the long route uh versus the Cardinals and they're pretty damn good tackling secondary it makes no sense I think that if anything that proved how important Chris Carson is to the Seahawks I think he's a very vital piece of that team that's super underrated Carlos Hyde sucks he stinks he didn't I don't think he sucks I do I Chris Carson is very good. I don't think Carlos Hyde sucks. I think he's going to step in for the amount of time that Chris Carson has gone and do a good job. Uh, and he might have been able to get that. But just being able to utilize your running backs better, 
I just had to throw Pete Carroll in there because that was just a horrible game that you should not lose. And one that they're going to look back on at the end of the year and be like, man, we shouldn't have lost that game. Yeah, I mean, they're 5-1. and one, So, maybe if they're, they went to like 4-3 and three or something like that, I'll maybe understand it. But I think it's definitely dumb. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. I don't mind your first pick with the Falcons interim coach. Um, I mean, he that, that lost the game. You just kneel it. Everyone, like, I don't know how you even get out there and run a play. I don't care if you're not calling the plays. You got to be like, no, we're kneeling this thing. You know who I blame you more is Arthur Blank, the owner, who, like, went down to the sideline whenever they're driving and, like, we're in territory and he thought they were going to win the game. He's, like, literally the kiss of death. He did the same shit in the Super Bowl when they, when they blew the 28-3 lead. I don't know. I think I think, I think, I think Pete out. What what do you even know his name? Yeah, Raheem Morris. That's what it is. Yeah, it I mean, we'll give it to him if Mike McCarthy pulls off another stunt against the Eagles this week. We can give it to him next week. Three fucking points. Three points yeah. against the Washington football team. We will uh, we will assess that situation if that happens again. Um, I just had to discuss the Raheem Morris thing since you brought up the the whole Falcons and Todd Gurley. Yeah, I think Raheem Morris is more of like a situational type thing. Like that was a situational error and he is an interim coach, so we have to, I think we should give him a little bit of I know he but he wasn't expecting to be the head coach at this point in the season. Like going into the season he didn't expect to be that. Mike McCarthy took that job in Dallas knowing fucking damn well he was gonna have to coach a team. And they've just played total uninspired football. You also didn't know that Dak was going to get his leg chopped off. Even before Dak, that defense is awful. That fucking, I don't know, it's just that whole team just looks like they suck dick. Yeah, they do. You're not wrong there. Um, Talking about a team that actually sucks dick and one that we said for how many weeks, yet you still pick them for Monday Night Football. Because the Rams were coming off a fucking horrible game against the Niners. (laughs) No, I get that. But, man, the Bears – can we officially say, even though that they're, what, 5-2, and two, that they're not a good team? I was looking at them, dude. I was looking at their schedule or their – because I have one of their games in my picks later. Um, they're fucking frauds, bro. They're absolute fucking you know, frauds. I mean, like, the games they've won are not good games. No. And, and honestly, I'm going to sound like an idiot for saying this, they should not have bitched, benched Mitch Trubisky for Nick Foles because they played worse since Nick Foles took over. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they've won all their games by a combined 19 points. Yeah. I mean, Nick Foles is that guy, to equivalent it to baseball, is that 
he is like the guy who cannot be in the starting lineup. He has to come off the bench and be a pinch hitter, provide a spark, a la Daniel Descalso for all you Cardinals fans out there. That's kind of what he what he reminds me of. Gives you a little spark off the bench, but can never be a starter for the full season because he cannot produce for a full sixteen games. That's what Nick Foles is, and you should we, we teams should quit paying him like he's not that. Like I, yeah. I, don't, I don't get it. I mean. Numbers speak for themselves. Their defense is solid, and they're a five and two team with a negative two point differential. They had every chance to win that game Monday night. Grant Johnny Hecker, honestly, yeah. won that fucking game for them. Playing out of his mind. Yeah, he had like a couple. I know at least one sixty yard punt, uh, maybe more than that. But dude, yeah, he uh, he is back on his St. Louis days with yeah. his punting. Well, field sure. position is, like, so underrated in the NFL. Like, I feel like no one thinks about it. But he literally – that one where he pinned him inside, like, the two. Yeah. They, the Bears got, like, fucking three yards, and then they had to punt it. Rams got on, like, the 45, like, and they scored a touchdown. Like, you could probably give those seven points to just Johnny Hecker himself. Like, the punting game is so underrated. Hashtag for the brand. I mean, seriously. It's just – that was insane. Yeah, it's – it's nutty. He definitely pulled off performance uh, that remi- honestly reminded me of old Johnny Hecker. Like, yeah, I know that the Bears only scored ten points, so who knew? Who knows if they would even score more? Seven of those were garbage time, but still, you gotta give credit where credit's due on that one. Uh, I also <laughs> want to mention a player that's probably gonna hit near and dear to Jared's heart because he has him as a keeper in one of our fantasy leagues. Is Odell Beckham. RIP. And Stevens, Stephen A. Smith is talking about him today, about how Baker Mayfield has ruined his career and almost honestly blamed Baker Mayfield for his injury because he threw a pick, and that pick led to him getting hurt. Stephen A. Smith's a fucking douche and a clown, just like Colin Coward, just like Max Kellerman, all those guys – to the most outland, like I could go on a fucking TV show and throw out the wildest of hot takes to get clicks. Cause that, that's what it is. And like, that's why I hate sports media these days because it's just shit like that. Like, it's just annoying. Like you're going to yeah. blame Baker Mayfield, Aaron Rodgers threw fucking how many picks against the bucks last weekend? Like, come on, man. That's fucking, that's just bullshit. And uh, after Baker Mayfield started over five, he went 21 of 21 the rest of the game. For five Without, fucking touchdowns, which I'll talk I think, about later. And I've said this, I think, ever since he's been in Cleveland. I think Baker Mayfield is a much better quarterback without Odell Beckham on the field. Yeah, I'm excited because I think they'll work Jarvis Landry into the offense more now, which I think that that suits more – that's more Baker style. He's not like a downfield – like he has a decent arm, but he's not like a fucking deep cannon guy. And that's what – bullets yes and that's and that's what Jarvis Landry run those five yard slants across the middle get it to him when he's open five yards down the field and Jarvis will get you another seven eight yards like, and Jarvis does not drop many balls no and like he gets his, his yak is, is is the thing and like that makes Baker better it makes a team better we'll see it's I, I mean it sucks for Odell I think his days in Cleveland should be done um, I mean honestly how I, I think I've mentioned this for the last couple of years too like he didn't he hasn't really been that great. Like, he had those good years in New York, and ever since, like, he's not that good. 
I think you need to put him on a team with a with a with a deep ball quarterback. You put him in Buffalo, I think he fucking balls out. Um, you put him in Green if Green Bay got him. Could you imagine him and Aaron Rodgers together? Jesus Christ! Like just Seattle, Las Vegas, Kansas City, like all these places. He 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 would be good there. I just think he needs the right quarterback. That's all. Yeah, I mean, just now though, it's like okay, he's gone. This is his fourth year where he hasn't put up numbers. Like he, he hasn't been a really good wide receiver since 2016. I agree with that. We'll see. I think I think the days of him in Cleveland are done. Um, but Stephen A's a clown for blaming Baker for that. Um, as much as I hate to admit it, one game that really stuck out to me this weekend um, was the Bucks Raiders game. I mean, holy fucking Christ! I didn't even watch that game. I could care less. Because you know what? And that was one of our games that got flexed out that we picked, and I didn't even want to pick it. I only picked it because it was a primetime game, and I hated every second of it. So I just didn't even watch it. Yeah, but that defense is playing legit. Gronk's getting going now in that offense. Um, also, the Ra- it doesn't help that the Raiders are frauds. They are. But you have to admit the Bucks are probably pretty pretty legit in the NFC. Yeah, it doesn't help that they're also playing in a conference that um, – basically has no defense or division. Yeah. They get to play the Saints and the Falcons twice a year. That's four games where they can put up 40 points. Well, really no one in the NFC is a super big threat to them. Like if I had to pick teams out of the NFC today, that would be contenders for the Super Bowl. It would be Green Bay, Tampa Bay, um, Seattle. And I would probably lump in. That's really the only three. I think could make it out of the NFC. If the Rams play like they did on Monday night every week, yeah, but that's the thing with me. They're too inconsistent. Yeah, but they but their defense looked good on Monday night. I know they played Nick Foles and the Bears, but they they looked good. So, but like you said, they're very inconsistent. So, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, Seattle, and that's it. Yeah, you might honestly, you might have to lump Arizona in there. No. But other than that, no one else. Um, one more thing I'll touch on before we we if you want to have something else. Um, Justin Herbert's the fucking is the real deal. Yeah, he's pretty good. I will say that. I Team mean, sucks I ass, but I have him in one of my fantasy leagues, uh, and he's I liked him coming out of the draft, and I like him now. Uh, he gets to battle Drew Locke this weekend, so that should be a fun one. Hopefully, it's not fucking snowing. You know, shit. Because it's in Denver again. That snow's going to ruin that man's career, I swear. Drew Locke? Yeah, dude. He's had two snow games, and he's played for a season and a half. Yeah. <laughs> so, it is what it is. But that's our week seven recap. Before we get into our Degenerates Digest, we haven't done this in a couple of weeks. We're going to give you guys some fantasy football start sits. And then also maybe look to sprinkle these guys in on your DFS lineups, too. Yeah, something we want to start to talk about more. We might do that next week. Like, I think it'd be cool for me, you and I, to go back and forth and like set like an optimal DFS lineup. Like, you pick somebody, cool. I pick somebody, and we settle on it. Um, well, we're gonna do some starts and sits. Uh, we're gonna start off with the quarterback. Well, first of all, the reason why it's so important now is we're seven weeks into the NFL season. A lot of fantasy leagues are in. You know, you're you're over that you're over that hump. You're seven weeks in. I think most leagues now do like a 13 week season. And weeks 14, 15, and 16 are playoffs. So by that, by that, by those math, by that math, 
you are over halfway. You have six games left. You start that quote-unquote playoff push. Um, so it's really important. So we're soft quarterback, start, sit. Um, I'm going to go ahead and kick it off. I'm going to go with my sit first and my start. Let's do that. Let's, let's, let's mix it up. My sit this week, Josh Allen. Sit Josh Allen. Hey, that's my sit. Yeah, Buffalo. He hasn't scored more than 20 points since week four um, and is progressively becoming less productive. That's, I'll leave it at that. I'll try, I don't want to see all Travis's thunder. Yeah, I mean, they're playing New England, and New England's not great, but they've only allowed uh, over 20 points to two quarterbacks, and that's Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes. That's it. Um, not going to say that the Bills aren't going to win, or that Josh Allen's not going to, you know, put out some stuff or put out some numbers, but I don't think he's going to be, like, the guy that, you know, gets you a big game that you're looking for at your quarterback. So maybe venture to start someone else. The most it pains me to say it, I really do hope the, Pat, the Patriots win that game, though, to be honest with you. It would help the Dolphins, but I don't see it happening. Yeah, we'll uh, see. Uh, but my start this week, somebody who you might be able to pick up and start over Josh Allen if you have him, Teddy Bridgewater. Like this pick a lot. That was almost yeah. mine. I have a very, very similar style quarterback for my start that is going to be available in a lot of leagues as well. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right. Well, Teddy Bridgewater – is right now he's ranked the 20th overall quarterback. He is only rostered in 38% of ESPN fantasy leagues. And I honestly don't see a ton of people rushing to pick him up. Playing Atlanta, worst defense in fantasy. Uh, they've only allowed less than 20 points uh, in a week. And that's one week. And that was the Matt Stafford this past week who scored 19. So I think it's safe to say that Teddy's going to be a pretty good addition. Old Teddy Two Gloves. I like it a lot. Teddy Two Gloves, baby. My you start's Baker. Even a better start in DFS because he's probably cheap. Yeah, absolutely. This, so is this man. Baker Mayfield, Cleveland. Went ham sandwich last week with five touchdowns. Seems to be finding his groove again. He also plays Vegas this week, um, who ranks 28th against fantasy quarterbacks this year and has given up 29, 33, and 44 points to quarterbacks in the last three weeks. They are kind of, like Travis said, frauds training in the wrong direction. And I think Baker is going to only continually get better. Um, Cleveland seems to be the real deal. Kevin Stefanski kind of seems that offense to be humming. So Baker's probably available in pretty much almost a lot of leagues out there. So definitely pick him up if you need a quarterback. Pretty much almost a lot. Love it. Yeah. I've, I've, well, first of all, this is late. It's, it's like 10 o'clock currently right now. And I'm talking 10 three and I have had, he's only, he's only rostered in 17.5% of leagues. There you go. But I've already had, Two of my little Dr. Pepper screwball drinks. I had two of those O'Fallon pumpkin seltzers. I had a um, Schlafly pumpkin beer, and then I had two beers earlier this afternoon. So there you go. Jerry's going to be burping up a lot of pumpkin tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, my sit, we're going to move on to running back. My sit for running back this week is going to be DeAndre Swift. He is, playing, he is playing the Colts, um, and I feel like – I mean, this is a lot of people, but if he doesn't find the end zone this week, that he's not going to get over five or six points. Playing the Colts, they have a great defense, best defense against the run. Outside of the Jacksonville game where DeAndre Swift just had 116 yards, he hasn't had over 30 yards. So I don't think that he's going to put out a bunch of numbers to be in your starting lineup. Not great. Um, yeah, that was almost mine, but I went a different direction. I'm going to do David Montgomery for Chicago. Um, I think 
you should definitely sit him. He's been very meh uh, all year, honestly. Like, he's just been okay. Uh, but faces a really tough matchup this week. Honestly, it might, not, it might surprise you. They play New Orleans. New Orleans is shitty against the pass, but actually pretty good against the run. Um, they're allowing 3.9 points per game less than the league average um, to running backs in fantasy. And they held Mike Davis to only 50 rushing yards last week. So yeah, I think it's time. I think it's like Mike Davis is okay. It's a Mike Davis game. But Dave Montgomery is not any better than Mike Davis, in my opinion. So I think that's false. I'm starting my, I'm starting Dave Montgomery and uh, the league that I have him in because that's the only person they have in Chicago. I can see how he might not have a good game, but. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. It's worth the risk for me. I don't know, if man. You have you somebody can... that you can plug in that's better, that's fine. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you should pick up some of these people we're, we're going to talk about to start. So if you I'll can. try because my start uh, is Boston Scott versus Dallas. And this is if Miles Sanders is out again. Yeah. Okay. I almost put an if in this week, but I didn't do it. I'm, I'm glad you did because I, I think yeah. it's warranted. Um. If, if Miles Sanders is out, Boston Scott has to be in your lineup. He had 69% of the snap share last week. Nice. Uh, and he's playing Dallas, so Dallas sucks. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, I, got a, I got a claim for Boston Scott in a league. Uh, hopefully, Miles Sanders doesn't play because I really need some running back help in this league. Travis, you know what I'm talking about. Um, my start this week may seem like, kind of like a no doy, but like not every, like it may not because – you know, he's not starting. I think he was like, when I looked it up, he was only starting in like 50 something percent of lineups last week. It's Todd Gurley in Atlanta. I think he's finally becoming, he's like firmly planted himself as like the guy and like the, the centerpiece of that offense. Matt Ryan has a fucking noodle arm. Can't throw for Dick. He's had a touchdown in every game this year, except for two. Um, and he's going to need to be good on Thursday. Panthers are good against the pass on the flip side. They're the 29th ranked, um, defense against fantasy running backs. So while they're good against the pass, they're terrible against the run. I think that, that bodes well for Todd Gurley, so I'll definitely have him in your lineup this week. All right. <clears throat> Don't mind that one. Always love Todd. So Todd, 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 Todd. Wide receiver. My sit for wide receiver, Chase Claypool. Playing the Baltimore Ravens, Chase Claypool finally came back down to earth last week. Well, I do like the dude. I was high on him moving into the season. He had a half a point, 
against Tennessee, whose secondary is not that great. So you almost have to bench them. Playing the Ravens, they're pretty damn good. I mean, you look at what Claypool's done outside of that monster week where he had three touchdowns. He had another week where he's propped up on a rushing touchdown. And then you can give him credit for another solid week. But I think it's time that he's, like, not one of the best wide receivers in the league. Yeah, shout out. I mean, I, I, I agree. Deontay Johnson coming back really kind of hurt him a lot. Um, and with all that being said, Claypool's a, go, a good dude. Uh, I don't know if you've see, seen his TikToks. Like, some guy, like, was bitching about him only scoring yeah. a it's hilarious. He was just like, do what? And he's like, dude, it happens. It happens, man. And then today, there was this Steelers fan who recorded this thing like his dad had dementia and like can't remember. Like, they didn't watch Steelers game ever since he was a kid. And his dad can't remember the players on the team now. And so Chase saw that, duetted it, signed a jersey, and mailed it to him. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, by the time he gets it, you might not know who it is, though. Well, I mean, he has a – that was fucking – that was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. But uh, no, that's really cool. He's a good dude. I mean, he's only like 20, 20 or 21. Super young. I mean, he's definitely the future there because I think Juju will get faded out like AB did. Deontay Johnson's probably a flash in the pan for a year or so. So we'll see. Um, yeah. I like that though. My sixth could be Darius Slayton for the Giants. Um, Bucks are seventh best against fantasy wide receivers. Slayton has only found the end zone in two games all year. He's coming off a three-point performance against Philly. Don't expect him to do much against Sam Bay. So, you know, really any Giants player should be on your bench anyway. But I know Slayton was a big get, a big waiver transaction, a big draft pick. Just put him on your bench this week to save yourself some misery. Yeah, I think the best chance to Darius Slayton scoring is to pick up a Daniel Jones fumble and run it in for a touchdown. <laughs> <I understand. laughs> That's about it. That is about it. My start for wide receiver this week uh, is Travis Fulgham versus Dallas. Uh, if you aren't already starting him yet, he better be in your lineup. Uh, Deshaun Jackson got hurt again last week, so he's likely out. I mean, the dude is rolling in the target shares. He's had double-digit targets the last three weeks, 96% snap count on offense. Like, he's a must-start at that rate. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Fulgham's been been a big guy. Um, so I like that pick a lot. Mine's Brandon Ayuk. In San Francisco, this is because Debo Samuel is out for two weeks, which means Brandon Ayuk, the rookie wide receiver, is the guy in San Francisco. And who are they playing this week? They're playing Seattle, who is allowing 373 passing yards per game. That is just uh, – it's a no-brainer, in my opinion. You have to have yeah, Brandon Especially this week with how many people on the 49ers are hurt. Yeah. It's pretty much him and Kittle, and that's it, getting, getting, getting catches. Yeah. I don't mind that at all. I believe I dropped him because he wasn't putting out uh, throughout the first five weeks of the season. So Man, treating him like a fucking middle school girlfriend, not putting out, so he so he dumped his ass. I had to, man. You gotta you gotta put out for me. Um, moving on to tight end, my sit for tight end this week is Tyler Higby versus our Miami Dolphins. Um, if he plays, he might he he might be inactive. He was inactive last week. Well, he. If he's inactive, then you should definitely bench him. Uh, <laughs> me and a couple of buddies were talking yesterday, and we said that it's almost like Goff picks who he's going to throw it to for that game, like before the game starts. Like on Monday night, it was Josh Reynolds because that's all that was getting targets. So if he decides that Higby's going to be this guy this week, so be it. Otherwise, he's just super unreliable. 
Well, I hate that at all. Um, in the Miami secondary is some of the best in the league this year. So, I mean, it just kind of makes sense. My sixth could be TJ Hawkinson for the, for the Lions. I'll tell you why. He's very touchdown dependent. He scored a touchdown in each of his last three games. If you take those touchdowns away in those games, he would have scored three, two, and seven and a half points. Um, well, I so feel like that's usual for tight ends almost. It, it is, but I mean, like three and two is unacceptable. Seven and a half you can probably live with, but the three and two is not great. Very, very touchdown dependent. He scored a lot of touchdowns this year. I think four, he scored four touchdowns, which is probably getting close to like his threshold at some point. Well, the one he caught on Sunday was the game winner against the fucking Falcons. Um, and the Colts are the best against tight ends in fantasy. So if you have Hawkinson stashed on his bench, I know you have him, but maybe look for him. Yeah, I don't think I can. I don't think there's literally anyone to pick up. Uh, there might be. Oh, there might be. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you in my next one. I'm going to tell you in this one right here. Start Drew Sample. Yes. Versus the Tennessee Titans. Yes. Do you have him? Yes, that's mine. Yeah, I mean, he's been the go-to, not even just tight end target, but kind of just like check down target for Joe Burrow since literally all they fucking do is throw the ball. Uh, Joe Burrow has like 70,000 pass attempts a game. Uh, this could be a favorable matchup. Tennessee's given up on average 12.3 points to tight ends, and I think this is the only tight end that Cincinnati puts out on the field. Yeah, I mean, this is exactly what I said. He was in, all, he was in the game for all of them, but two offensive snaps against Cleveland last week. All but two, so he's on the field. You know he's going to get his he's going to get his chances. Tennessee's twenty six against fantasy tight ends this year. Um, this again, this is a bit of a deeper play. Remember, remember earlier in the year when I when we gave you those deep digs, I gave I gave you guys Tanyan, Travis gave you guys somebody. Cox, yeah, Molly Cox scored touchdown. This this is kind of like that. Like it's going to be boomer bust. Um, but again. Drew Sample hasn't found the end zone yet. So exactly. I feel like it's just coming, right? Bound to do it. If, you, if you're if you in Travis' position where you have Hawkinson and you really like, fuck, what do I do? Maybe try to pick up a sample this week. It's a good matchup. Get you some points, especially for that playoff push. It's very important to win your games now. You can't afford to lose it. Absolutely. Um, we have one more. I don't really have anyone. If there's any defense or special teams to stream, but – in both of our leagues, when I look, there's absolutely fucking nobody. One thing I can think you could do is if you're really, really looking for some points is Tennessee. I think is a good stream. They're only owned in 16.2% of leagues. They're playing Cincinnati, which kind of contradicts the Drew Sample pick. But Cincinnati is has turned the ball over in every single game at least once except for one. So turnovers are points for defenses. That was the biggest kind of upside I saw there. Yeah. I mean, I just – I don't see any – I get into the point where I hate defenses this year. There's none that are reliable almost for me anyway. But that's our fantasy stardom sit We are going to come back to you with a DeGeneres Digest, and then in the middle of that DeGeneres Digest, the Dodgers are going to win the World Series. So we'll see you there. Oh, boom. Hey, everyone. As you know, we've been recording with Anchor for about a year now, and honestly, it's the best way to record a podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast because A, it's free. B, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I'm actually recording this ad from my phone, and they'll distribute your podcast to you for free to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and like 10 other platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership required, and it makes everything so simple. If you want to start a podcast today, go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.
All right, Degenerates Digest. I can never fucking say that goddamn slogan, but here we are. These primetime games are garbage. <laughs> Meh at best. Um, we'll kick it off with Thursday night. I hate this game. What? I hate this game. Yeah, it, it's – I don't because I'll tell you why. Um, Thursday night you got the Falcons at the Panthers, so it's in Carolina. The spread is minus three, obviously in favor of the Panthers. Any over-under is 49. Um, I have a clear pick in this game. Travis, what are, you, what are you going with here? No, what do you have? I want to hear – you might be able to sway me. I have Panthers minus three. Um, simply put, because I won't bet on the Falcons the rest of the year. We won't do it. Julio is out. Okay, didn't know that even more. I bet on them twice this year, and I thought they were for sure things. Adam was my lock early in the year. I have four units. They killed me there. Had them this past weekend. They killed me there. Um, and I just won't allow it to happen again. Carolina's playing good football this year. Falcons have the second-worst defense statistically in the NFL next to the Seahawks. So, And with that, the fact that Pat, the, the Panthers are at home, I feel comfortable in that. Also, Atlanta is 2-5 and five against the spread this year. So, I mean, I just there you go. Yeah. Carolina's three and three. Um, but yeah, Julio is supposed to be out. They said that he's like doubtful, I guess is what it is. He was getting uh, worked on the, on the sideline in that game. And it's Thursday. If he doesn't so. play, then it's, I'm definitely taking the Panthers. Um, and a lot of like, maybe the under, the under looked appealing to me because there haven't been a lot of points scored in either of these teams games um, throughout the last like four or five weeks. But I'm going to roll with you. You convinced me. You're going to take the Panthers. I'm not going to take against you. I'm going to take Panthers minus three as well. I'm going to do two units on that game. Travis, you're probably going to do one, which is interesting. Uh, I'll do two. I've been, I think I did two on every game except my lock this week and my upset. I did one. Okay. Uh, yeah, I have, I, I, have a, I have my upsets got one, and I got one other one-unit game. So, All right. Sunday night games, we do a primetime ones first. For those of you who don't know, Cowboys at Eagles. A lot of people are saying this might get flexed out. Um, but as of right now, the spread is seven and a half on the Eagles side of things. And the over under is 43 and a half. What do you got? So I'm going to say this right now. I like the Eagles, but by a half point, make it seven. I don't, I don't, I don't like the seven and a half. You absolutely have to get it down to seven. I will fucking die by that. I don't care if it's minus 135 odds. Do not let that extra half point entice you to be minus 110. I, I, just, I don't care. That's how I feel. Um, I'm only doing one unit on it. Uh, the Cowboys are a disaster. I said it earlier. Mike McCarthy has lost all control of, of that locker room. They don't even know who's going to play quarterback on Sunday, to be honest with you. Might be that fucking dude that came in and looked absolutely lost. Plus, Dallas is 0-7 against the spread this year. Big time yikes. Yeah, I, I wanted to take the Eagles, but that 7.5 scared me. Um, and I didn't even think about buying a point. So do that. But just for the sake of not changing my pick uh, in the swing of things, I'm going to go ahead and do my original one. I'm doing the over of 43 and a half, doing two units on it. Um, the Cowboys have to put up a little bit of points. I honestly feel like even if they do start, oh, what's his nuts, anything's better than how Andy Dalton was playing. Not only that, but the Cowboys are giving up so many points um, that I feel like the Eagles can score 30 themselves. Uh, so 43 and a half, take the over. Uh, yeah, that's about I, it. You know, you might have just convinced me on that because the Eagles need like a really good just like ass kicking on somebody. Like, because they, I feel like they, they definitely downplayed to the Giants last week. They definitely downplayed to them. Um, 
they just need to kick someone's ass really, really good to, to kind of get back in the groove. So I like that because he was scoring 30-something points. Or if you really just want to lock for this game, tease the over and the Eagles. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Eagles, Eagles money line and over of, what, 37? 37 and a half, 36 and a half. Yeah. If you did a seven-pointer. So there you go. It was like a pretty big lock to me. Uh, but other than that, Monday night game, Bucks, another snoozer. Bucks at Giants, over under 47, Bucks 10 and a half point favorites. Again, there's another game where I will stress buying a half point is important because I'm taking the Bucks at minus 10 and a half. But please, please, please buy that half point to make it minus 10. Again, I don't care if it's minus 135 to minus 110. Money's money. You know, if they win by 10, you're going to be pissed that you didn't buy the half point down. Um, there, I will say this. The reason why um, is just because I can see the Giants maybe kind of doing a backdoor cover with that 10 and a half. The, the Bucks' average margin of victory this year has been a whopping 16.7 points. On the other side of the coin, though, the Giants are only losing. They're losing by an average of 8.83. Um, but they lost to the Cowboys, Philly, and Chicago by a combined eight points. Lost by 10 of the Steelers and 27 of the Niners. Um, also, the Giants are 0-3 against the spread at home. So, um, I like the Bucks, but buy that half point 10 if you can do it. Yeah, I don't care about the half point. I'm taking the Bucks anyway. They're just steamrolling everyone. Uh, their run game is unstoppable. So, that even just makes it. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Better because now you're going to make Daniel Jones throw the ball. He might even, you know, throw it on the ground a few times and give you the ball to make things better. Maybe a couple of fumbles, sixes are on the, on board for this game. It's going to be a very unentertaining game because the Bucks, I think, are going to dominate. This might be one I would – honestly, like, I, I try to watch all the games, like, and I was really un, uninterested in the Rams-Bears last night. This I didn't watch a single ounce of the Monday Night Football game this past week. You didn't? Nope. I might, I, might, I, I might not watch this one, but – I got two units on the Bucks. Travis, what do you got? Two as well. All right, cool. Upset of the week. Let's roll into it. Uh, I got I got it. Chargers at Broncos. Broncos plus 145. Doing only one unit on it. Drew Locke said after this loss on Sunday that he is not playing good. He needs to play better and that he can play better. I think from what we've seen Drew do – we know that he can. And what better way to get back on track than against the Chargers, who have not been looking great this year. They've allowed 266 yards per game in the air at mile high. I feel like Drew can air it out. As long as he gets his deep passes on target, they shouldn't have 
a problem winning this game. You're getting Albert Oakwood Brunam a little bit more involved in the offense. And I think that's only helping him, helping his chemistry out. Broncos need a win. I think they can do it at home. I think they need to sit Fant this week. He doesn't seem 100% healthy. I don't know why they'd risk his health. He's been hurt. He got hurt like three times on Sunday. Yeah, Albert O, he was almost my start this week, but I didn't know the status of Fant. So um, that was going to say start Albert O if Fant isn't, isn't playing. Um, my upset of the week, I'm going to do it, man. I'm doing it. Dolphins? Doing Dolphins. I There was, only, there was two teams that, that really stood out to me. The other one I almost picked was I liked the Raiders on the road over Cleveland, but I like this one better. I think the Rams are so inconsistent and the Dolphins are coming off a bye. And the reason why I picked it, I have no statistical reason to back it up. They're plus 175. I'm doing one unit, but you give Flores two weeks to prepare for anybody, a new quarterback. They've never seen any tape on Tua. I think they're going to scheme some shit up that the Rams have never seen. And it's going to take them by surprise. And that's what's going to be the big difference in this game. So that's what I'm doing. Yeah, should be a good one. Um, lock of the week, I believe. No, I did an upset of the week, which was college a couple of weeks ago. My lock of the week this week is college. Oh, I like it. Getting, getting College some- game. Getting tricky with it. It is number 20, Coastal Carolina, at number three, Georgia State. Coastal Carolina's three-point favorites, and I'm throwing. You said at number three, Georgia State, by the way. Did I say at number three? Whoops, I was reading the line. Sorry. (laughs) Number 20, Coastal Carolina at Georgia State. The line is minus three uh, in Coastal Carolina's favor, and that's why I'm taking three units, three, 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 across the board. Uh, Last week, I believe this game is, yeah, Saturday at 11 a.m. Last week, they went down to Georgia Southern took them down 28 to 14 with their freshman backup quarterback. Did not know that when I bet the over last week, they were able to do that with their freshman quarterback. They don't know who's going to play, but regardless, I think they can handle the two and two Georgia state Panthers who allow 465 yards and 39 points a game. So not that this means anything. I've been terrible at college picks this year, but if I if I was going to try to force in one college game just to give it to you guys, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to do it because I like a lot of NFL this weekend. Now, if I was going to pick a game to put on my college slate, it was going to be that. Love that pick. Tail it. It'll be a good one. My lock of the week is a good one. I, I mean, I, this I might put like more than $100 in this game. Ooh, money bags. Yeah. Packers minus six and a half at the Vikings doing four units for the podcast sake. I mean, the Vikings are a complete disaster and I would bet money right now that Mike Zimmer will be fired before Adam Gase, just because Zimmer has all the weapons in Minnesota to be good. And they aren't, I mean, Dalvin cook's tearing it up and they're still one and fucking five Rogers on a war path. Minnesota's allowing 32 points per game and over 400 yards of offense on the year. And the Packers are a top 10 defense in the league um, and putting up – or a top 10 offense in the league, sorry, and are putting up nearly 400 yards per game themselves, more around 390. I just don't think you're stopping that team. I think Minnesota is, is kind of like Dallas. They, they, they don't want to play for their coach. So Packers minus six and a half, four units. All right. Big one. That's three Packers locks three weeks in a row. First year it's Packers uh, train. So – Hopefully he doesn't do me and throw 100 on the Packers and they lose. Rolling into our five additional picks. Sounds like Jared's got all NFL. I have 
three more college picks for you guys. I liked more, but I didn't want to do all college slate. How about well, since we're doing in chronological order, you rip off all three of college and then we'll just roll, roll in NFL Sunday. Okay. Uh, mine are, mine are going to be fast because I don't really need to talk about them too much. Saturday, 11 a.m., Purdue at Illinois. Not touching the spread. Over-under 59. Taking the under 59. Two units. Two horrible offenses versus two not-so-great defenses. I just got to think that neither of these teams are going to be able to find the end zone. I don't care what you say. Uh, the Illinois offense just looked absolutely brutal versus Wisconsin last weekend. And Purdue beat Iowa, but they only scored 24 points. So 59 seems way too high for a cold game in Illinois. Next one. Forgot, I forgot I'm rolling into it. <laughs> Saturday Saturday at 11 o'clock as well. So we got three 11 o'clock games on my slate. Memphis at number seven, Cincinnati. Cincinnati is also favored by seven. 7-7, seven, seven. what do you do? You add that up in Cincinnati by seven, two units. They've been shutting down teams. Meanwhile, Memphis's defense can't stop dog shit. To add to it, Cincinnati's defense is just so good that I don't think uh, Memphis's quarterback, Brady White, is going to bode well versus this defense at all. Cincinnati minus seven at home. Love it. Saturday. Yeah, time out, time out. Let, let me interject there. Again, if I was going to force a college game, I was looking at – honestly, honestly, I was looking at Coast Carolina and I was looking at Cincinnati because they just mollywopped the fuck out of SMU last weekend. So This one's another one that I don't get how this line is so not bigger. Saturday night game, 7 o'clock. Number 15, UNC, seven-point favorites at Virginia. UNC seven-point favorites. I'm taking them two units. Bet against them last weekend. Won't do it again. I know they're on the road, but Virginia's one and four. They've gotten blown out by Wake Forest, and they got blown out by NC State, who UNC just trampled. Uh, UNC's got another tough defense. I think it's going to be hard to score against them. I love betting against good, betting on good defensive teams. So I see them pulling away here by easily more than seven. All righty. Like those three, Travis got four total college picks. Give you some parity because I got all NFL. Since Travis gave you, since Travis gave you three, I'm going to give you three. Um, how many of your NFL games are are noon games? Both of them. Okay, so I'll give you my two noon games. Give me two noon games, and I'll I'll, I'll round it out. Uh, my first one is the Raiders at the Browns Sunday at noon. Um, not touching the spread. The over under is 53 and a half. I'm leaning the over here at two units. These two teams in both of their games this year the have, have been shoot or in all their games have been shootouts, but the over in the Raiders Browns games have hit in all but three. And one of those was a push. So really the overs in these two teams games have only not hit twice. Um, the Browns can sling the rock. Like I said, Baker's starting to find a swagger again. Um, and both defenses are in the bottom four in the league terms of points allowed so I feel like the over is just just like taunting us here my other game is also a noon game um before I get handed over to Travis again it's the Jets at the Chiefs and I'm taking the Chiefs at minus 19 and a half three units on this game I'm very confident I mean the Jets are absolutely awful I was gonna look at the Jets team under but it's fucking 14 and I don't really don't feel confident in that at all um Casey is at home. Their offense is putting up 31 points per game. Jets are only scoring 12. So 
and Casey's defense is top 10 in terms of points allowed. So take that with what you will. Chiefs minus 19 and a half for units. Travis, what are you? Yeah, I, I actually like that one. I, I looked at that a lot. My two, uh, again, you have Raiders at Browns. I'm taking Browns minus two and a half. Uh, you know, Cody Park, you can't really fuck me on this one because they can win by three and it won't matter. Tease them. Yeah. Teaser. Yeah, tease them, honestly. Uh, but Browns minus two and a half at two units. We already talked about how bad the Raiders' defense has played. I know the Browns isn't much better, but I just got to think that the Browns' offense is at much more higher power than the Raiders. It's also in Cleveland, so I'm rolling that. My other pick is the Patriots at the Bills. Bills are minus three and a half, but buy that down to three, and I like it. Uh, I know we like we don't like Josh Allen. We had him as a sit. Like I said, though, it doesn't mean that he's going to have a bad game. The Patriots aren't just aren't good this year. They have a quarterback crisis. I don't really know what's going on. Uh, I am only doing one unit on this game, though. But Bills minus three. I like that. I do like I, I like how you specified buying the half point down because I feel like that's super important especially after what happened to you with Cody Parkey thing last weekend. Yeah, um, I'll never, do that. never make that mistake ever again. Because it yeah. was at three when we initially talked about it, and then it moved to three and a half, and I was like, ah, I still like it. No. No. Sticking my guns. Anytime it's like three and a half or seven and a half or anything that could be like a touchdown and a field goal score, I feel like it's always safe to buy the half point. Just be just, just to be safe, you know, like if it ends up hitting cool, but if it's just always safe. That's all I'm going to say. So my last three picks, um, I got two three o'clock games and I got a bonus Monday night pick for you guys. Um, so three twenty five on Sunday, 49ers at Seahawks, not touching the spread. It's going to be a fun game. I think I'm doing the over 54, two units here. I mean, how many times are we going to not take the over in Seattle games? I mean, seriously, it's, it's just, it's pretty much a lock at this point. Um, this over the over in these teams games would have hit in seven out of the 13 so far. So not like super duper high, but Seattle's a bad defense. I think the Niners are starting to pick it up. Kittle's back. Ayuk, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is back at full strength. I think What's that's the over 54. Not bad. I just think, I think with Seattle, like San Francisco's getting healthy. Like, I think the reason why the overs didn't hit in those initial San Francisco games is because Jimmy G didn't play for what, two, three games. You got to throw in the Miami game in there. So, um, and I also think Russell Wilson's going to want to shake off that three interception game and is going to come out like just scorching. So I like the over on that one. My other one is that three twenty-five on Sunday as well. It's saints at bears, not touching the spread. The over is super low in this one. It's 44. So I'm doing the over 44 in saints at bears. Because the over has hit in every single Saints game this year. They're 6-0 and on the overs. Um, and the Bear, I know the Bears' offenses look lackluster, but they've played three top ten defenses in terms of points per game allowed in the last four weeks. So I think they can kind of bounce back a little bit this week, maybe score like 14-20, to 20, and the Saints will handle the rest. Um, so I like the over in that game. My last pick for you guys, like I said, it's a Monday night bonus pick. Um, the Giants team total under. I'm taking the Giants team total under of 18 and a half points. I already said it earlier, Bucks are allowing 20.3 points per game, and the Giants are only scoring 17.4. Um, I think the Bucks defense is starting to ball out. I think this is a no-brainer for me. Bucks run away. Giants score less than 18 and a half points. I do three units on that game. Two units on the Saints Bears over, by the way, if I didn't say that. So. All right. Like it. 
Hopefully we can bounce back this week for you guys. Haven't had two losing weeks in a row. Did a drink review. Maybe we can turn the tides in the other direction. Uh, I said the Dodgers were going to win the World Series on this podcast. They have one out in the top of the ninth, up three to one. Looking pretty promising. Um, But that's it for episode 96 on my end. Hopefully we'll see you guys on the other end of the rainbow next week winning some money. Absolutely. 10, 10 NFL games for me. Travis gave you six and four college games. A lot of shit to choose from. So we're still green on the year. Let's tail us. Peace out. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.